Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 47 of the One for the Money podcast. I'm always so grateful you take the time to listen. Surveys have shown that money cannot buy a person happiness overall, but there are instances where certain types of spending can enhance it. I'll share those with you in this episode. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I'll share a few tips on how to spend better. Well, thank you for listening. Now on with the show. As many of you know, I was born and raised in Alberta, Canada. While I feel incredibly grateful for the country to which I was born, I feel even more blessed that I now live in the United States of America. And it's not just that I've exchanged my snow shovel for a surfboard, although that certainly helps. Yes, it can get cold surfing in January, but it sure beats scraping ice and snow from my car window. What I truly love about America is that its purpose aligns perfectly with humanities which I believe is this, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as stated in the Declaration of Independence. The pursuit of happiness has been a recurring theme on this podcast, and I have encouraged and encouraged clients and listeners to this podcast to pursue the things that ultimately lead to happiness, which often is only indirectly influenced by money. Now, see the inaugural episode of this podcast for the specifics on how to pursue happiness. But in short, happiness is derived through positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning, and finally, accomplishment. Now, here is a great description from one of the founders of the positive psychology movement, Dr. Martin Seligman. Positive psychology takes you through the countryside of pleasure and gratification, up into the high country of strength and virtue, and finally to the peaks of lasting fulfillment meaning, and purpose. Now, money does not buy nor guarantee happiness. I've met a number of very wealthy people, and they are no happier than some of the incredibly poor people I've had a good fortune of meeting. I was in India years and years ago, and on my trip to visit a temple, I walked past a squatter's camp. There, there was makeshift shelters that were made out of worn blue tarps and cardboard boxes. Their houses were made essentially from similar remnants of the Amazon boxes we throw away each week. And yet there was a joy and happiness in their countenances that still impacts me to this day. But while money can't buy or guarantee one's happiness, there actually are instances where money via spending can make you happier. Now, this comes courtesy of an article from Michael Kitsis's website, kitsis.com. He is essentially the Obi-Wan Kenobi, a young version at that, for financial planners and offers an absolute treasure trove of personal finance and financial planning information on his website. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Now, the article was written by a financial planner from the Netherlands, a man by the name of Ronald Sear. I'll include a link to the article in the show notes as well. Mr. Sear explained that there are six little-known and surprising ways how people can actually buy some happiness. 
Now, the first way that a person can buy some happiness is to spend money on others and not ourselves. In a remarkable study conducted by the University of British Columbia professor Elizabeth Dunn, she tested whether it was better to spend money on oneself or on others. In one experiment during a summer morning in Vancouver, passers-by were approached with a box of envelopes and an unusual request. People were asked by the researchers how happy they were. The researchers collected their phone number and then they handed the person a mysterious envelope. When the people opened the envelope, they found a $5 or $20 bill accompanied by a simple note. Now, one of the notes said, spend this money on a gift for yourself today. The other note would say, spend this money today on a gift for someone else. Well, that evening, they received a call from the researchers asking them how happy they were feeling as well as how they had spent the money. Clearly, this was a while ago since people actually answered their phones. Well, it turned out that the individuals who spent money on others were measurably happier than those who spent money on themselves, even though there was no difference between the groups at the beginning of the day. It also turned out that the amount of money people found in their envelopes, $5 or $20, had no effect on their happiness. How people spent the money mattered much more than how much of it they got. This goes along well with the random acts of kindness we do for others, and especially for strangers, something our society could benefit from if we had more of that today. Now, the next instance where Mr. Sire shared where spending money increased your happiness was when we spent money to give ourselves more time. Well, that's an easy one. When I spend money to give myself more time with my wife and kids, it's a godsend. For example, my gardener, Pedro, God bless him. I love that man. And he's got my vote along with Napoleon's. But having that extra time with my wife and kids is wonderful. Here is the remarkable thing about having more time. Researchers asked participants to record everything they did for a whole day. And they compared a recent time diary to similar diaries that were taken in earlier decades. And it showed that we actually have four hours more per week engaged in leisure activities than we did in the 1960s. It turned out that our sense that we have less free time now than people did in earlier decades may largely be an illusion. Well, that's a hard one for me to believe, but we'll go with it for now simply because I know from others that the best money they spend each week is having someone else do their house cleaning. Now, with more time, you can do other things like exercise or volunteer work and participate in other activities that are linked to increases in happiness. For example, connecting with friends, going to a museum or a concert, learning new languages. Shout out to the Duolingo app, which has helped me greatly learn Spanish. Now, Mr. Sear shared the fascinating point that people on the brink of death, like mountaineers caught in a blizzard on Mount Everest, wish they had spent more time in those areas. Now, it's important to note that the critical issue for how people consume this extra time that they buy, if instead of doing something meaningful, engaging, fruitful, or growth-promoting, people fritter away the hours by binge-watching Netflix, playing Candy Crush, or scrolling through Instagram, well, that extra time is meaningless. Well, the third way where we can spend money to increase our happiness is to buy something we're going to be looking forward to. Now, a month before embarking on a guided 12-day tour of several European cities, 
eager travelers reported expecting to enjoy their trip significantly more than they actually did during those 12 days. Identical results were found when students were surveyed about expectations before their Thanksgiving or Christmas vacation. You know, from our family trips, I can say the same. It's a lot like Christmas. The anticipation is almost the best part. I have a great friend and mentor that said it best. Happiness is being on vacation or planning your next one. Thank you very much, Ralph Way. Since a greater amount of happiness from vacations are derived from the anticipation period, Mr. Sire noted that we might benefit from taking several smaller vacations rather than one mega vacation because there will be more opportunities to anticipate. Now, the fourth way that spending money can increase our happiness is through experiences rather than possessions. There is growing evidence that reveals that experiences, not things, make you happy. However, it's important to remember that material things can also make us happy as long as we turn them into experiences. For example, going on a picnic or visiting a national park or museum. Now, the fifth way that spending money can increase our happiness is to spend money on small pleasures instead of a few big ones. A researcher, for example, interviewed people at all income levels in the United Kingdom and found that those who frequently treated themselves to low-cost indulgences, like an extravagant cup of coffee or a fruit smoothie or purchase some treasured music items, were more satisfied with their lives. Other scientists have found that no-cost or low-cost activities can yield small boosts to happiness in the short term that accumulate one step at a time to produce a large impact on happiness in the long term. Now, the final way that we can spend our money to increase our happiness is to spend it on things that will help us develop ourselves as people. It'll help us improve our talents or increase our connections with our loved ones. Now, these are the six things where we can spend money that can yield our happiness. And I really do hope you found this helpful in how to make better spending decisions so you can have a better life. Well, thank you again for listening. I do hope you found this helpful. Now onto the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I will share a tip on how to spend better. This one is straightforward because I just shared six ways that spending can increase your happiness. So the tip here is to choose just one of the six items mentioned. Buy a surprise gift for a loved one or pay for a stranger's order at Starbucks. Or better yet, book a trip with loved ones and revel in the anticipation for your adventure. Again, I hope you found this helpful. And remember, a better life is a result of better planning. And that includes your planning regarding how to spend your money. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. 
economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.